Hi, Don here. Tom and I are taking a little time off to spend with family. So, in our stead, we're presenting some lost archive podcasts. <laughs> These are podcasts that, well, they were up on the web many years ago, and then when we changed podcast services, these vanished, and then they were found again. So many of you, most of you, almost all of you have not heard these podcasts. Uh, these date from back in the summer of 2017, which is when I was traveling across the country, and we did the shows, well, often we did them with me on remote in, in remote locations, but they worked out well. And the great thing about these shows is that they show how consistent our advice has been over the years. However, there are some things we talk about that are very dated, like events we're holding or offers we have or whatever it might be. The disclaimer is a little outdated, stuff like that, because this episode's from back in 2017. So have a great holiday. Enjoy this episode. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. We're talking real money. <laughs> and I think they're burning real money right outside yeah. the door. Wow. <laughs> I tell you what. Talk about blowing smoke. Yeah, I got smoke in your eyes. I got all okay. kinds of songs. Yeah. We could it's just be go on and on and on. It'd be a long show. Oh, hi there, everybody. You know, I, it's funny. I, I left Florida. I did. I, I left Florida for uh, the cooler climbs of uh, mm. the Pacific Northwest. How's that working out? And, and of course, I was hoping for smoke-free. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought they banned smoking I in know. Seattle. I know. Apparently, somebody's lit up something and they forgot to put it out or something. Oh, I don't know. that's so, right. You have that other smoke. The other smoke. It's yeah. drifting over the city. You can't even see the Space Needle anymore. I, I'm surprised I'm yeah. not getting a contact high then. If yeah. I, we can't drive home for four hours after <laughs> sucking in this much air. That's for sure. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm Don McDonald. That guy over there is Tom Cock. This is a program specifically and scientifically designed to create better futures for you. Yes, you. Without the the need for uh, uh, opacity, without the need for um, complexity, and without the need for mm, outright lies. We're here to tell you the truth about making money, how you make money, and how you use it to build the best possible future you can enjoy. I like one of the things you say regularly. Money, it, it, it's a tool. It shouldn't be a, like a thing that takes over your life. I was talking to my son about this on the vacation because... By the way, yes, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Tom just returned yeah. from and, a vacation and, at beautiful, even smokier oh, Lake oh, there, There's some smoke. I mean, you couldn't see the other side of the shore. And it's not that wide a lake. No. Uh, at that point, we're Long. like, I think it's time to... Psh, get out of here um but he was and you know because you've been to the place i I spent a lot of money on that i mean it's it's a very nice place it's on the lake etc etc but i do that because the whole family comes it's kind of a bonding thing it's great so you got to drive back with your son i heard yeah (laughs) oh yeah are you gonna go into that yeah Yeah, you had to hear the live story but the point was money the, well, the point was, yeah, I spend a lot on, but money, and he even said, well, because it's a tool to, to create something that you really enjoy. It, it's not the overarching point of my life. I don't wake up every day thinking about it. We've had this discussion before. I don't so, either. Yeah. 
We read about it. We talk yeah. about it. We help people yeah. with it. But we think it should be a small part of your life that supplies the 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 what you need to take care of yourself we're, and those you care about. We're big fans of putting this all in perspective. Yeah, that's that's the word I'm looking for. Money is a means by which you enjoy certain ends. It's the, the it, it's a it's a tool. Exactly. And we want to help you use that tool better because it is a very powerful tool possibly the most powerful tool, which is why there are so blasted many people wanting to get their hands on it. So that's why we do this show. And as a matter of fact, a little later on in the show, an egregious example oh, of people doing anything they can to take your money for their purposes. Just it, this is this goes on and on and on. So one of the things we would like you to do, we got a couple of things going on today, and I'll tell you about some of those. But one of the primary purposes of this show is to help you do right starting today to avoid getting ripped off or if you might have already gotten into something that isn't in your best interest can you say annuity yeah. pardon me yeah. choking there indexed annuities yeah. variable mm. annuity just call us before you get involved they're as thick as the smoke out there don and the problem is i we we can't say this enough call us before you but if you get but you involved. whatever you've done, we're happy to help yes. try and help you escape. Too. But it's it's easier to avoid cutting. Yeah, that's true. It's it's easier to avoid cutting the limb off than sewing it back on. Oh, God. Yikes! That's very graphic. Well, but it's okay. part of you. It's like a limb when that's you true. lose when you lose a quarter of a million dollars or a you know a hundred thousand or even a thousand dollars, depending on your perspective to some of these idiots it's it's gone i still like the number one percent difference a year over a 30-year lifetime in a 401k one percent a year yeah 35 percent difference in how much money you have at the end uh, do you want a third more or, would you, or is that not a big deal that's Every kind of a big deal to me yeah so anyway we would love to help you deal with money issues the Don stock market is beating the up market. on the dow jones industrial well, average i'm not really being, they, I'm, I'm trying to put this in perspective because okay. i don't think the vast majority of listeners have a clue about what in, in, in what these index quotes mean i don't i don't think they have a clue and um the Dow doesn't mean a thing. It means nothing. Well, unless you're one of the Dow 30. But it doesn't mean anything in terms of the stock market. And in a couple of minutes, I want to put all this in perspective and talk a little bit about how you should invest based on some of this. And before we do that, Krissa, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Glad you did it. Um, I, I have a question um, about 529. Um, I am interested in them for my son. However, neither my husband or I went to um, four-year college. So I'm just wondering if there's other ways to save for college that I could get my money out if my son does not end up going to college. Yeah, I mean, my advice there, if, you, if, you, if it was marginal, I mean, well, let's put it another way. If college might or might not happen then you could do uniform gift to minor act you could do regular just regular a, a brokerage accounts, type yeah. of account however however any kid whether they go to college or not would be wise to have some post secondary education of some under, kind of some yeah. kind under That's their true. belt let's say for example uh your child decides that they want to go into a trade yeah 
uh, it would make sense for them to at least spend some time in a trade school, getting schooled on the trade. It improves their their skills and and saleability in the market. And five twenty nine money can be used for those types of education, for that type oh, of education. Okay. So again, you could if you, you want, you could do a uniform gift of minor act. You could just do a regular brokerage account. You just open an account at Vanguard, put the money in there, and then when you sold those securities, like the a mutual fund, you'd simply pay the capital gains tax on that and give them the money and they could go use it for something else. And one of the advantages to giving it to the child in under the Uniform Gift to Minors Act is the fact that any taxation is at their rate. And most kids, when they're coming out of high school, Don't are exactly have in a, a high, high tax yeah, bracket. Yeah, most. Uh, so do a little bit of both. Go do the Utah 529 for some of the money to get the tax advantages today. Do a little bit in a UGMA account, a Uniform Gift to Minors Act account for the child. Just let them know they're not allowed to, you know, go frivolously spend it, although they can if they want to. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, kind of build that into their uh, their their life. By the way, there's another training. thing to think about. Yeah. In your big picture family planning, you can take that money in a 529 and give it to somebody else in True, the family. In the hey, family. We've yeah. got a situation like that in my life that we're going to do that. Even a grandkid down yep. the road. Yep. So it could sit there for a grandkid. We are talking about your life and something really important. Tom and Don are talking real money. Quick break. In addition to our Talking Real Money podcast, we have a few other tools to help you gain a better understanding of the concept of real investing. Of course, there's Real Investing Journal. That's offered in both a free online version and in an inexpensive printed magazine. Explore both those options at realinvestingjournal.com, realinvestingjournal.com. Then we teach classes. We offer most of our live classes in the Seattle area because that's where most of our offices are, but most of you live elsewhere. That's why we're now offering the same classes that Tom and I taught at RetireMeet online right now, free at TalkingRealMoney.com under the video link. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com and then click on the video link. You'll see them right there. Finally, we also manage the wealth or the budding wealth of hundreds of folks like you through our fee-only 100% fiduciary investment advisory firm, Vestory. You'll find our approach is consistent with the message we've been sharing for decades. We always put our clients' needs first, our fees are among the lowest of any non-robo-advisor, and constant education is one of our core values. Visit Vestory.com for more information on our firm and to take our free no-obligation risk quiz to better understand and the level of investment volatility you can tolerate. That's Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Quite possibly the way that most people get to a comfortable retirement is by investing and usually that investing includes a little investing in the stock market. That's why today we have a special topic, which is the stock market. What is it? How does it work? How can you use it to improve your future situation? And why is it so blasted confusing? I'm Don McDonald. Tom Cox over here next to me. <laughs> I was talking to my son a little bit on my ride home about the, the, the conflicts I've had on the air with people. Actually, you know, where they were like really angry with me. And he was shocked. Oh, you're talking about your TV yeah, show? Yeah, where people actually sat there oh, and, yeah, and yeah, really yeah. got into it. And uh, <laughs> Yeah. By the way, for those of you who don't know, Tom used to be on the- Oh, uh, I hate on, that. Used to 
be thing. You, it, well, it is used to be. I what, are you still there? I know. I, I know. I'm. I'm just saying. I hate it. I back didn't say in the olden true. days. Yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. Tom was on PBS yeah. in the Northwest anyway. doing a show about money. So we don't get very much CEOs. conflict on the this show because people. I think they're afraid to do it. Is my take. <laughs> Excuse me. Maybe. <laughs> Would you like a little another us? shot of smoke there or something or what the heck? They're afraid of no, they don't. I think they don't. They don't want to do it. So anyway. Well, I keep hoping. We've had a few. We've. I think we've had two. Two. Yeah. They've actually and, called and said you guys have got this all wrong. And so. they're wrong. But anyway, we've had so. But I'm welcome to listen. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm. They're welcome to call me and try yeah. to convince me. Well, Tell me why. In fact, this this question will just stand forever. It has nothing to do with stocks. All of you who sell indexed annuities. All right. I want you to call if you think your product is honestly good for people. I want you to call me. All right. Now I'm going to have my General Kelly moment. We got to get back to the market. You're you're veering here. You're I, going I just off want course. him to call me because you're trying to help people I, understand what investing I am the in Donald stock. Good point. Investing in stocks. Yeah. Right. I mean, so when you invest in a stock, any stock, Dow Jones 30, S&P 500, Dow Jones World Index, you're putting your money into companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's put, why they're yeah, that's why yeah. they're called equities by the way. That's why it's because it's equity in a firm. Right. So you're what you're doing is you're hoping that that firm the price of that security which reflects the health in some ways of that company or there's well, what, other you know factors. What it, really what it reflects and this is re boiling it down to its simplest. You, the price of a stock reflects its current and potential future earnings. How much information that make. relates to that? Yeah, yeah. I mean that. The, so what you're doing is you're exposing your money to those securities, right? You're mm -hmm. you're putting that's completely different, by the way, than buying a bond mutual fund. Completely, people confuse it. A bond is an IOU. At the end of the day, right? There is no such thing when you invest in stocks because some stocks they are, don't owe you anything. They owe you. They could go out of business tomorrow. Well, okay. Technically, you own a fractional percentage of the company's assets. But when that company goes to zero, you're not in a great place if you're a common stockholder. Right. You're kind of last in line. You're last in line. So, but a bond, on the other hand, especially the type of bonds we would have you own short and intermediate term U.S. government have paid you back and with a small amount of interest. So those have made less over time than stocks at the simplest. A lot less. Well, yeah. Because they're not. We were just looking today at the Schwab uh, short-term short yep. bond fund yep. and its volatility. Volatility is a means by which you can measure how scary something is. And its volatility was almost as close to zero as you can get. Very low. It just doesn't fluctuate. Does it make you any money? No. Hadn't made you much. 1.9% no, no, year no. to date. It was less than that. Oh, no. I'm that thinking of the, of the Vanguard, Vanguard it was the short term like investment. Tenths of a six tenths of 1%. Really yeah. low. Yeah. So you don't, you, but that's why we own stocks. Stocks are in a portfolio yeah. because stocks have this ability to grow more valuable. And it is not a shell game, it is not a uh, zero sum that's game. That's what people think it, it is. It is not that. Yep, I what won, you, you are lost. buying yep. is one little, when you buy a stock, you're buying one little sliver of the global economy and i mean a tiny sliver jd you're up welcome to talking real money good day gentlemen how hey, are JD. you good 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 thanks for the call oh you're very welcome thanks for taking it um i have actually two questions because i thought of another one while i was driving here the first one is the one that i mentioned to the screener and that is is there anything to the new fashionably fantastic up-and-coming pot stock <laughs> oh 
Okay, that's oh well. Let's take that. Should we take that one first, or uh, it, we better because yeah. what we've been doing? Um, yeah, with all this smoke, we might we forget might, what yeah. the question was. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good point. Uh, is any so you want to know? Should you invest in pot stocks? Right. Yeah. That's yeah, the, I think that's the, the question. I think the underlying question right. is. I mean, that's what whether people there's know. a good yeah. one or not. Mm. Should I invest in pot stocks? By the way, I think I told I shared this once on the air. You know the uh, what's the investor show? I always forget the name of it because I hate it so much. Money shows. Their whole oh, focus, the money shows, their yeah. whole fo- last focus yeah, was that. on pot stocks. Yeah, it was. That was the you know, invested cannabis. Well, okay, because it's trendy. Yeah, um, right. the answer is it's trendy. Trendy. The answer is it's trendy. Yeah, I, you know. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> when these trendy. companies, when these companies go public, and I don't know that there are any publicly traded. Yes, are there? Okay, there are some. And you own an index. Yeah, you own some. A, at least a dozen. Okay, yeah. you own them. Because they're going to be part of whatever right. index they're a part of. I would not run out and buy it as a sector. No. Well, let us let me take it one step farther. And that is, if you put money in pot stocks, you are truly not investing any longer, or in any individual stocks or even segments of the economy, you're no longer investing, you're betting. Yep. You're betting that's, that pot stocks are going to do well in the future. But And I'm not saying they won't. They'll go really high. Right. Yeah. Oh, funny, sorry. Funny. Or they uh, might go up in smoke. Yeah. No. Funny. Okay. I try. Right. Uh, not really. I <laughs> okay. have to say. I have to say that to Tom because I'm in the studio with him right <laughs> yes, now instead of three thousand miles good away. Point, so, good point. Good <laughs> point. You know, I get slapped upside nice the head. Chong reference there. That's good. I thank you. Uh, thank yeah, you. A little bit of that. Right. But here's the deal. It's a pure, unadulterated speculation, and your odds of success are not a lot greater than your odds with any other gambling that you might do in life because you how do you know of the dozen or two dozen pot stocks out there which ones will be survivors what if none of them are what if down the road altria or someone waltzes in and buys everybody up for a song and uh you know they they make all the money the other thing you have to think of all these potential pitfalls let's say the justice department says uh-uh. we're Can't gonna do it we're gonna we're yep. gonna start nailing them on a federal I level think sessions just said something about washington's law the other day risk so. risk is out of sight yeah. now if you own a globally diversified portfolio you're gonna have one 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 hundred thousandth of one percent of your money in pot stocks you're going to you're also gonna have a little bit of uh you know alcohol people drink yeah. Uh, you're going to have a vacation. Really? Destiny. You're going to have all those things. The, try This is gambling, and I am totally opposed to gambling unless it's money that you are absolutely 100% convinced you can lose. And if that's the case, then I got to tell you, your guess, your guess is truly as good as my guess. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll take that. My second question, and I hope this is an appropriate one for you guys. Um, I'm in the process of trying to buy a house. Okay. And, of course, I'm having all sorts of people come at me with all sorts of different, like, here's how you buy a house options in terms of, you know, bank loans and, and uh, mortgage brokers and home loan agencies, et cetera. And I'm, I'm kind of lost when it comes to the difference and if there's a big savings one way or the other between, like, a 30-year and a 15-year. I know there's a lot of other options, but I'm just I'm kind of starting small and no, that's actually you should that's start a good there. Question. You should start there, and you should probably end there because when you okay. take on a variable rate note, an adjustable rate note, you take on additional risk. And I got to tell you, even though I don't predict interest rates, uh, I while they could go lower, generally I mean, you got to expect much them to go lower up. than zero. Can they go? So what you're saying is, do the a fifteen or a 30, thirty fixed based on because rates are so low today. Yeah. I mean, why do you need a variable rate anyway? But, th- but th- so, but here's then the term. 
right. 15 or 30. 15 or 30. Again, I don't know your situation, J.D., well enough to say do one or the other, but here's something to consider. You can always do the 30 and then pay it off sooner. Yep. You just pay down principal. Flexibility. So it, your but, payment's going to be lower, et cetera, up front. But let me throw a but in there. Yeah. 15-year rates tend to be They're going to be lower. a little lower. Yeah, they're going to be lower. Yep. So if you know going in that you are going to pay this house off in 15 years, you absolutely know it, you know you can afford to do it, then you take the 15-year and you take the fractionally lower interest rate. If there is any ambiguity, yeah, it's that's like, true. I don't Maybe. know my situation. I could use a smaller payment right now, but down the road, my income's going to rise. I got to afford a bigger payment. Then you go with a 30-year. But bear in mind, you got to go fixed. The risks, again, are too high to play with this kind of money. And don't get gamed into a bunch of other silly, I see all kinds of weird offers out there around this stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't do it's that It's simple, either. and then you shop no. price. No. You shop price. The interest rate, bottom There's still line some great numbers, deals. Yeah. and everybody who's worth their salt will give you, as a matter of fact, they're required to give you a good faith estimate of all of the expenses and costs, the bottom line number. That's what counts. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you. Appreciate go, it. Have go, a great day. Go get Thank him, you. JD. Yeah. Thanks for the call. And by the way, next hour is the Bong Show. We had the Gong Show and then Bong Show next hour. So, did you watch the new Gong Show? I did not. Okay. Is it bad? No, it's actually so <laughs> bad it's see. good. <laughs> okay. Because who is the guy who did, did it? I forget. Mike Meyer. No, oh, Mike Meyer. Oh, I didn't know he. Mike the new Meyer one. I'm talking about the, the old guy. In the new one, Mike yeah. Meyer plays a fictional British washed up television host oh gosh who as his last gig possibility on the planet oh, no. got hired to do the gong show ah, in america i see hey that sounds like a good good he lead in, wears yeah. mike meyer wears makeup so thick that sometimes you go is that really him he is becomes this whacked British guy to Transformed. the point where he has he has a uh, picture of the queen mm-hmm. and a British flag and all the little accoutrements. And then he has actual stage. acts that come and in and try to have, do. Okay. They have some acts that are real and some acts wow. that you know they just went it's, out and made up. Yeah, okay. And they bring on stand- Chuck Barris. Chuck Barris. No, he did the original. But they bring oh. in stand-up comedians to be judges. That's perfect. Which makes the show very funny. Cindy, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, Cindy. Oh, Cindy. Thank you. Hi, hey. Can you hear me okay? We yes, can. Ma'am. Go ahead. Okay. Um, about three years ago, I was laid off work. I'm 60 years old. Um, and at that time, I took, I had about five or six different 401k plans, and I consolidated everything at uh, brokerage. I don't know if I can say the name of it or not. Uh, we don't mind. It's, uh, Go ahead. You know, okay. First Amendment stuff. Uh, Okay, Merrill Lynch. I've heard of them. Yeah. Have you now? Yeah. Turns out. So, no bull. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. My I, jokes were I bad. I can use bad puns just as well as he can. <laughs> All right, so. All right. Go ahead. So, you know, what I'm wondering is, you know, was that not a very good decision? What kind of fees should I be looking at? Um very general question. Yeah, I would go, by, by the way, my starting position on all this would be, number one, what is your relationship with that firm? There you go. That's the first thing you need to know. So if, for example, you, are they acting as a fiduciary? In other words, are they legally required to put your interests ahead of their and own? And let me explain what that means. Are they managing your portfolio? Are they, did they create a portfolio and then they, they modify it, they rebalance it, they do things to it over time? Are you in an advisor relationship with them or a stockbroker relationship? Are they just picking stuff and letting it run or are they actually advising you on the portfolio? I would uh, put it in the second one, okay. advising. Okay, then I can tell you exactly. How much money do you have with them? 
Ballpark. I would say approximately 500000 You are paying, currently they reduce their fees from 2.7% per year to 2.25% per year. And then Plus, there's the cost of the investments you're in. Are you in mutual funds? Mostly mutual mm. funds. And some of the uh, funds that I had in my accounts, we just transferred them over and leaving them as is and so there's no charge on those no 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 that's not that there is no charge there is no commission yeah but there are charges internal to the funds give me the name of just one fund that you can remember can you name one mutual just fund one. you hold oh god oh uh vanguard uh um, good for them good for them my, it's my main my what? it's uh a life strategy okay nah. good. Okay. good 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 figured Okay, so what you have, for, for example, in a Vanguard Life Strategies fund, you're probably paying about two to three-tenths of a percent. I'd say three-tenths, yeah. Three-tenths. So you're paying, a, in total, let's just say for that portion of the portfolio, you're paying Merrill two and a quarter, and you're paying 0.3 to Vanguard, so you're paying about two and a half percent in total fees and expenses. In our opinion, this is where we don't like the model of the brokerage industry, and this includes Morgan Stanley and Ed Jones and all of the big uh, brokerage firms who are going to this advisory model. Because they can they say they're a fiduciary. too much. Yeah, it's too expensive. Too much. The highest fee you should pay on a portfolio of under $1 million is maybe one and a quarter percent. Yeah, really, we'd high. rather see one or less, but, but two and a quarter is just two and a well too much the quarter Ooh. would be good it's not two and a quarter too much it's too much might so, look at your relationship yeah carefully. i would consider that we hope you're enjoying one of the more unique podcasts out there but we want to remind you that there are other tools we offer to help you get educated about what we call real investing we publish Real Investing Journal both as a free online version and in an inexpensive printed magazine. You can check those out at realinvestingjournal.com. Then we offer classes, most of which are in the Seattle area, but now we've got a couple of the classes that we taught at RetireMeet online for free at talkingrealmoney.com under the video link. Just go to talkingrealmoney.com, click on the video link. And finally, we rarely mention it, but we also manage wealth for hundreds of folks and well over a third of a million dollars through our fee-only 100% fiduciary investment advisory firm, Vestry. We manage money just as we talk about it. We always put our clients first, our fees are low, and we educate you on a regular basis. Go to Vestry.com to learn more, and you can take our free no-obligation risk quiz to understand the level of investment volatility you can tolerate. That's Vestry.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And Cindy and everyone else listening, if you want to vet your advisor, and you, by the way, you should vet your advisor. You should never, ever, ever just walk in and sign the papers and start the, a relationship with someone. Even if without, you really like them and they're nice people. And they're always nice people. Really? You, I, this, this is every advisor. And I'm talking about us or any other advisor you yeah. ever talk to. Go look us up. Yep. I'm serious. Go look us up. What you do is you go to Advisor Info, and it's with an E-R because the government spelled it. Advisor Info. Oh, that's Info. how we spell it, too. I think it's O-R. 
We're supposed to spell it ER. But anyway, all separate things. What is there? I don't know. Both are right. I know. Uh, Advisorinfo.sec.gov. Advisorinfo is one word. Advisorinfo.sec.gov. Then click on the firm button. The button that says firm. It's not a firm button. It, they're both the same softness. You're really funny today. <laughs> Don't hit the firm. Okay, hit the one that says firm. Yep. Type in your firm name. Type in Vestry mm -hmm. or Merrill Lynch or Smith. No, they're not around anymore. Or Morgan Stanley or Ed Jones or America, whomever. Type it in. Go to their ADV, means advisor form part two brochure. Click on that and go to the fee section. Let's tell you how much you're paying. Go to the fee section. Yeah. They are rec all registered investment advisors in the country are required by law to publish this thing and to disclose in clean, crisp, concise English. That came about five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> some of it is. Uh, some it, some of it yeah, isn't yet, not. but uh, tell you what all their fees and what their conflicts of interest are. Well, no, I mean that and, section and, can be fascinating. Well, and I I love the fact that the the major I think Merrill Lynch is one of them where they're adding a robo service. But if you want to have your mutual fund to be part of the robo service, you got to pay to play. Yeah. Do you think there's a conflict there? Come on, and really? It'll be in their conflict of interest section. Right. It'll they say it, but it's it but nobody reads that, and you read can't buy it. it. It's oh, drives me crazy. Read it. This yeah. is actually a lot easier to read than most disclosure documents. Well, that's true because it's in plain English. Victor, your turn. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Yes, I have a question on a. I've got a. I've got a few of variable annuities. Okay. What is your question? Well, I'm actually being offered to surrender them because I, the one I have is with Voya. Let me guess oh, why. Oh, I don't like Voya. But let me guess okay. why. Go ahead, oh. tell us. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they first have a contract value, then they have a MGIB benefit base, mm -hmm. and then they're offering a enhanced surrender. Surrender because they have a new product that they'd like to move you into, right? I hope not, because I was kind of hoping that this one would be one that would pay me roughly 4%, let's say, annually, on because of the guaranteed benefit of this one. It's kind of like the hybrid. Yeah. Well, okay, so why are they telling you to get out of it? I guess they are looking to get out of the annuity business. No, they're not. They are not. They're just looking to change to another annuity. Yes, yes. they are. Do you know why? Take a guess. Uh, they can make more money. There's a new commission on the sale of a uh, new com new annuity. How, tell long us, they, yeah, how long have you had this yeah. annuity? Uh, I, I bought three different ones. This It used to be ING, and then yep. they were uh -huh. bought out, turned into Voya. Well, they just so changed their name to Voya. They didn't buy them out. Yeah, same company. Yep, they just changed their name. It's a so, Dutch company. Okay, and I bought uh, this one in, in 06. Mm-hmm. And I'm 59 and a half. Do you know why they're doing this? This is this is, this just is so typical. Yeah. The surrender charge has run out. Yep. Okay. Right. So now yeah, you uh, now you've paid the one you have finished paying off their commission from when so they sold it what? to you the first time. So yeah. they're just desperate to get to rock and roll you out of another commission. It's kind of like the if you remember back in the late nineties the whole re, the refinance thing where they'd call you every three years and go hey your rate was seven but we can get you to five they don't mention the fact that they have all these points they want to add on to make oh, money yeah I've been looking at that on a refinance yeah thing. so our I don't owe that much left on my house but tell us I mean to step back to tell me why at fifty nine and a half you feel like you need to annuitize this money well this is money I did ten years ago. So I was wondering, should I just keep this thing, or should I sell it and maybe buy into a mutual fund? How, okay, now yeah. we're talking. How, we're ta how much money's in these, the, this annuity that we know now so, you don't have a surrender charge on? No. So what what they have is is they if if. 
if I did the enhance, they, they would pay $80,000. I would run from Voya as fast as my legs could carry me. Which, frankly, okay. isn't that fast. But he'd run pretty fast in that circumstance. Oh, I would, and I'm old. <laughs> uh, I would get. I, I do not believe, one, I don't believe variable annuities are great investments. They're incredibly expensive. The internal expenses are high. The amount of money you make on them is low. They make the person selling them a lot of money, a ton, probably somewhere in the range seven, of 8%. Eight percent. Huh? Right. Yeah, 7 to 8% yeah. probably. Yeah, um, and all that's money that really could just be working for you in your retirement. You're, you're 59 and a half. Do you need an income from your money right now? No, I'm going to work for another seven years, so I would like to put that into something. So that's why I was thinking if I did do this, I would put it directly into like a mutual fund. Yep. Yes. Yep, I would. I and would. is this retirement money? Was this like a uh, IRA? Um, no, I actually have IRAs too. I have okay. Roth IRA so that I put in. Uh, this is tax wait, money. Wait, wait, wait. You put a Roth IRA in a variable annuity product? No, no. Oh, I, okay. I, put a, I put. I do American funds. Okay. Okay. I was going to get need, really mad. One anyway. Roth. The yeah. Roth needs you know. Don't do American funds anymore because it's a five and three quarter percent commission. Don't do that. Okay. Uh, don't. What, now this is annuity. You can get out free and clear. Hallelujah! You you have reached your own personal Independence Day. <laughs> we need fireworks. Uh, you need to run as fast as your legs can carry you again in a new direction. This time you need to go either toward a fee-only advisor, fee-only advisor, or if you think you can do it on your own, go to Vanguard. You can own a couple of funds there that are that are pretty inexpensive, and you own one stock fund, one bond fund, and that's kind of it. And Vanguard funds are no load, no commissions, none. No hidden commissions, none. And the fees, get so this. It would be best to probably take, like, let's say that's 90000 and yeah. split it half between a bond fund with Vanguard and one sure. of the blue chip mutual no, funds. No, no. Okay. Here, we're going to do this again. What, first, I want you to go to our website. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com and take the risk quiz. Oh, that's a good idea. Determine what your risk tolerance is It's free, is first. by the way, and there's free, no obligation. We don't call yeah. you. We don't do anything with that. Do that. Take that. Then, uh, once you've determined what your risk tolerance is, it may mean that you're 60% in stocks and 40% in bonds, or 60% in bonds and 40% in stocks. But the mutual fund you should use for equities, because you want the best diversification you can possibly get, is the Vanguard Total World Stock Index. VTWSX. That's its symbol. Look it up online. It's about 7,500 stocks, incredibly low fees, massive diversification. You then rebalance whenever you get out of whack and let it ride until it's time to start taking money out. And, re you know, become more conservative if need be with age. Take that risk quiz again and again and again if you need to. Tom and Don are talking real money. Quick break. In addition to our Talking Real Money podcast, we have a few other tools to help you gain a better understanding of the concept of real investing. Of course, there's Real Investing Journal. That's offered in both a free online version and in an inexpensive printed magazine. Explore both those options at realinvestingjournal.com, realinvestingjournal.com. Then we teach classes. We offer most of our live classes in the Seattle area because that's where most of our offices are, but most of you live elsewhere. That's why we're now offering the same classes that Tom and I taught at Retire Meet online right now 
free at TalkingRealMoney.com under the video link. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com and then click on the video link. You'll see them right there. Finally, we also manage the wealth or the budding wealth of hundreds of folks like you through our fee-only 100% fiduciary investment advisory firm, Vestory. You'll find our approach is consistent with the message we've been sharing for decades. We always put our clients' needs first, our fees are among the lowest of any non-robo-advisor, and constant education is one of our core values. Visit Vestry.com for more information on our firm and to take our free no-obligation risk quiz to better understand the level of investment volatility you can tolerate. That's Vestry.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. And people get... What? Victor raised an interesting point because he gave the money to the insurance company. Right. What he heard was... 4% 4% guaranteed a year. Yeah. So with that in mind, and people, well, that's good. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to make 4%. Mm-hmm. Number one, are you really making 4%? Well, you might. You might. You might. Number two, he had himself said, hey, the guy selling me this is making 8%. Yeah. Do you think the person selling you that for 8% is incentivized at all by the commission? Or is it, but it, this is. I got to tell you, <sighs> at least I kind of, I, I'm a little bit proud of the Voya people for at least waiting until the surrender charge. Oh, I was love up. it! I love it. Yeah. By the way, we've got this other thing. Sometimes, you right in sometimes there. they'll say, yeah. "Ah, you know, pay yeah. the surrender. I got with. a better product." Yeah. Okay, let me just tell you real quickly why I hate generally hate variable annuities. Hate's a very strong word. I, well, I'm a very strong person <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> emotionally, not physically. <laughs> I do not like them, Sam. I am yeah. because they one are horribly missold they are sold as tax deferred investments mm-hmm. yeah not really okay yeah you don't pay taxes on the growth in the portfolio's value but when it comes if out as actually right. growth in the value yeah. but yeah when it comes out guess how what? is it taxed I think it's regular income tax rate. Dun, dun, Shocking. Dun, dun. So, Whereas if you put it in a mutual fund and it went up and you took it out and you had gain in it, you would be paying capital, capital gains, gains rate. which generally is less than. Well, it's about 15% yeah, or less. Yeah, well, generally it's less than the regular income yeah. tax rate you're paying. So it's not a tax benefit. Then, then these variable annuities are designed specifically for obfuscation. Look it up. It means confusing the heck out of you blurring the the the, the reality opacity yeah they are designed to confuse you with all of these little riders and fees all of which make the insurance company more money sometimes those riders and fees i've seen policies where those riders and fees are almost five percent per year then they have uh they'll tell you oh uh, uh, there's no commission I, I have the key to discovering what the commission is. Always ask anybody who's about to sell you an, annu- an annuity, an, 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 an annuity, I sound like a robot got stuck, an, 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 uh, what the surrender charge is. Because whatever the first year surrender charge is, that's what they that collected. That is yep. the commission that the And we've firm seen and those as high as 12? Oh, again. So 12? We don't, yeah. I'm, Percent? Yeah. Of your money? So would you have made more just owning two mutual funds at Vanguard, for example, over the long haul? Well, let's I'm going to say yes. Let's see. He got in in 2006, yeah. 
And Say so, made 4% a year. No, he made more than that, though. I mean, in a 50-50 portfolio between 2006 and now, he probably, and I'm, that's off the top of my head, probably made about 7%. Yeah, because you had the big decline in 08-09. Right, you come back. 7 yeah, 8% per right. year, which over that time frame wow. is a double. A lot of money, right. Rule that's 72. A, that's that's yeah, a double. There you go. So, again, I don't like them because they're mis- – I really don't like them primarily because of the way they're sold. They're th- that they are sold. I mean, this is, gets back – Why do they exist? Right. They serve no useful purpose yeah. except to make the insurance industry money. They serve no useful purpose. All right. I want to mention very quickly that uh, coming – I think it's two weeks from today. Oh, yeah. The open house? Open house. We haven't been really promoting this, no. but if you'd like to come and meet us – we're going to do the show. We're going to be doing the show live yep. from our new offices, which are amazing. And I got to say thank you Bellevue. to Don because he designed them. He and his wife were over there putting them together this morning. <laughs> it looks beautiful. It's fantastic. So Every if you want to come and join us, days. 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., we're going to have food trucks there, right. the show there, meet and greet. You get to see the new office. Right. Hey, nice and deal. And to get your tickets because we're giving you food truck food, so you got to pay for it. Yep. <laughs> You're not getting anything. There's nothing free. We're going to give you food truck food, but you got to buy a ticket. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com. Tom and Don are talking real money. We hope you're enjoying one of the more unique podcasts out there, but we want to remind you that there are other tools we offer to help you get educated about what we call real investing. We publish Real Investing Journal both as a free online version and in an inexpensive printed magazine. You can check those out at realinvestingjournal.com. Then we offer classes, most of which are in the Seattle area, but now we've got a couple of the classes that we taught at RetireMeet online for free at TalkingRealMoney.com under the video link. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on the video link. And finally, we rarely mention it, but we also manage wealth for hundreds of folks and well over a third of a million dollars through our fee-only 100% fiduciary investment advisory firm, Vestry. We manage money just as we talk about it. We always put our clients first, our fees are low, and we educate you on a regular basis. Go to Vestry.com to learn more, and you can take our free no-obligation risk quiz to understand the level of investment volatility you can tolerate. That's Vestry.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi, I'm Don. That's Tom. This is Talking Real Money, the show devoted to giving you a great chance at an, at an incredibly bright future because you need money to enjoy life down the road. And we're here to help keep you from being taken advantage of well, we just, by the we're, industry. Yeah, and the industry is, I hate to say it, um, full of charlatans <laughs> really, well, at the end yeah. of the day because... You know, they they prey on you. I mean, it gets back to a little bit of what about what Victor said. I just wanted the four percent. I don't want to. I don't want to. I mean, I get the sense from Victor. I don't want to worry about markets and all. I don't want to learn all that stuff. I just want my four percent. And that's well, what people they get trapped into. I think with a lot of annuity they, products, they also just get plain old misled. Yeah, like a bunch of folks who went to a website for what was called the Federal Employee Benefits. Benefit counselors. Uh, it uh, it's a website. <laughs> that, that sounds very. It sounds official. Yeah, it does. Uh, in fact, let me go to their website. Federal here. what? Federal employee. Is it? I wonder if the website's still up. I'm betting it's not. It is. No. Oh yeah, there you go. 
Yeah. Oh, Look isn't at that, that pretty? Look at that. Yeah. Federal be clear, Employee be Benefit confident. Counselors. It's yeah. myfebc.com. Don't go to this site. Yeah, no go. It's all right. Oh, it just tells Lord. you what to avoid. Yeah. What they make it sound like is an official government site. Uh, it has an official-looking seal, and uh, you'll find a testimonials from people saying things like, this service is the best-kept secret in the government. Because it's, it's not, not in the government. part of the government. It's yeah. a bunch of insurance salesmen in Roswell, Georgia, who are trying to and are succeeding in part to convince people to turn their, get this, Tom, their thrift savings plan. With some of the lowest retirement plan expenses in the country maybe the low variable annuities uh, that there, there really should be a law here well if there's not there should be four of the people i think it's four have been called on the carpet by the sec the sec has accused four of these insurance brokers of fraud for persuading about 200 people to move their money out of 200 the TSP people wow and into expensive annuities now the company is claiming they didn't know that they're being targeted by the federal government for to protect the TSP. Huh? That, no, seriously. Wait a minute. The company is claiming that the SEC is targeting them because they're trying to protect their own savings plan against private plans that could be just as good for people. Mm, uh, well, liar, liar, yeah, pants on fire. Boy, that's a I hope they got good lawyers to work that one because yeah. they're going to need them. Yeah. The thrift savings plan is a pretty good retirement plan. The fees are very low. The diversification pretty good. And you get a bond fund that nobody else can get. Yeah, and these variable annuities, this according to Ron Lieber in the New York Times, said that uh, the surrender fee is 8.5%. That's the commission the salesperson and gets. the fees, the annual fees start at 2.55% annually. And in the TSP, you're probably paying... One-tenth of one percent or less? Very, very, very or low. Or less? Yeah, very low. Now, an attorney for the firm... Uh, sent a, a press release out yeah. accusing the SEC of defamation and bullying. I hope they're bullying them. And they didn't know about their colleagues doing this bad <sighs> stuff. No. The website makes it appear that they are a federal agency yeah. helping you manage your retirement plan. You even have to enter a Fed Tracker auth you, you request a Fed Tracker authorization code. There is no federal agency that is doing this, just so you know. There isn't any. Con. Can you say con? Oh, con. It's just outrageous. 200 people that took their money out of a very low-cost, uh, widely diversified retirement plan and moved it into an annuity that, as you said, and, probably charges, well, two and a half, but then you got to add the fund expenses in, et cetera, et cetera. So I was poking around in the MyFEBC website, the Federal Employee Benefit Counselors, and I read their about statement. Yeah. It says Federal Employee Benefit Counselors is a national consulting group dedicated to educating federal employees. FEBC was founded by certified financial planners with a mission to help federal employees understand and optimize their complex benefits package. By the way, this and is- they do this it is, all for free. Yeah, right. This is, a, this is an important point because- Oftentimes, people believe a certified financial planner has to do the right thing by you. 
No, that's not true. That's a designation that you earn, which means you do have some knowledge about the business. Actually, though, no. The CFP board, the Certified Financial yeah. Planning Board, does have a code of ethics. I know they and do. And these guys are violating. If they're if they're doing what the SEC claims they're doing, then they're violating every tenant the Certified Financial Planning Board stands for. So, by the way, if you're a certified financial planner and you're listening to the show, you should be all over your CFP board. Tell me not. Take yep. these people down. I agree because they're they're denigrating, they're diminishing your designation Good by selling people variable annuities inside a retirement plan and taking them from a very low cost provider, yeah. very and putting them in an outrageously expensive annuities. retirement. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Nuts. these guys sell annuities. They totally sell annuities, uh, but it's educational. Of course it Educational is. Educational annuity. Hey, we're on to something. They're a member of FINRA, which means they're a broker-dealer. <laughs> yeah. They're also, oh, uh, they're insurance agents. Gee, what a surprise. Okay, let's go back to the phones. Uh, I, I, f I forgot who's next. Larry. Oh, good. Thank you for remembering. Larry, yep. welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, Larry. Thank you. I have a question about some exchange-traded funds. One of the funds is FSD, and it's in the First Trust family of funds. All We're right. going to look it up. All right. What's okay, your question? One, pardon me? Oh, go ahead and give us the other one. Okay. And the other one is um, HYHG, and it's in the ProShares fund. Yeah. Okay. And I want to know what you folks think about these as um, a investment. Those are the antithesis of what an ETF should be. They are the kind of ETFs that we think give the industry a really horrible, bad, nasty name. The First Trust High Income Long Short Fund, mm. <laughs> its name says it all. We're gambling with high-yielding bonds, and we think we know the future, so we're going to go long or short. And let's pull that apart a little bit. A higher-yielding bond is issued by a company or governmental agency that looks riskier than another one, right? That's because right now, you've got to pay a higher interest rate. Right now, they own 122% of the portfolio. Yeah, because they're long. 122% of the portfolio is in junk bonds. Do you understand what a junk bond is, Larry? Well, not completely, but I know it's a high-risk bond. Yeah, I mean, this are, again, issued by corporations that have to pay a higher interest rate because they may or may not pay you back at the end of the day. That's really what yeah. junk uh, is. The, their, their portfolio is, uh, and bear in mind, they borrow to buy them. Yeah. They are 92% in corporate bonds. They Of those corporate bonds, uh, of the entire portfolio, Let me guess. Say, let me guess. 70% BB, or I mean, it's some high number. Uh, it No, worse. 80%, Ugh. oh, 85% are junk. Wow. 85% of the portfolio is junk. So your risk is comparable to the risk of a of an equity Stock fund. Stock portfolio, yeah. Uh, and because there's a default risk well no, i mean it's higher than a stock portfolio because you're borrowing money to buy because them. you're borrowing money to yeah, buy them. i mean you're yeah. taking more risk if this is a high risk bond fund it is actively managed etfs the whole the whole premise of the originally what was, what was the second the, one? the the second one is h y h g but the whole premise of an exchange traded fund the idea behind them was this is a way to own an index like investment 
that you can trade during the day. That's where they all started. And then once the doors were, people thought, oh, I want to have some of those. Then they started selling things like FSD because, oh, I want an ETF, not realizing this is actively managed and uh, taking a and lot of risk. owning these two together is hysterical because the the uh, the first fund, which yep. was, who was? The FSD first. first yeah, yeah, the FSD. The first fund is 122% in junk bonds. So now you're this, taking a lot of risk on the bond side the second one is the pro shares high yield okay that's another junk bond fund it is but they're 97 percent in cash so they're betting the other way they think we're, right. that we're in for a downfall of right they're again right. so these are time these are so people believe in timing somebody yeah. to manage your money in to cash. keep it in cash until they feel like things look better which feeling i didn't know things could look a whole lot better than they did right now feelings. corporate earnings are up i mean you have that general Tell you you know, nothing. You know. so you're making one Don't bet rely on feelings. one big bet saying junk bonds look great you one big bet saying they look bad like don singing feelings. so i mean this is really this is not a portfolio would recommend if you're gonna own one etf by the way i just go on vt V is, in, is just the stock market. <laughs> that's just that owns a globally diversified portfolio of a large basket of stocks. And they never try to predict the future. Yeah. Feelings really. Did that give you the stink. answer you're looking for? Go ahead. Did no. that did that help in any way, shape, manner, or form? Yeah, it did. And also it told me you shouldn't give up your day job for singing. Ah! <laughs> Thank you. That had, he had that coming, Larry. Yeah, that's I good. Did. I like I that. Did. That's well, that's good. why. That's yeah. That's okay. why I do talk radio. Exactly. We don't <laughs> operatic Don McDonald. We'll return yeah, to Channel seventy three you know, on you Sirius notice, XM. You notice you didn't see me on America's Got Talent ever <laughs> exactly. because I ain't got no talent. Uh, Larry, thank you for your call. So I mean, this an ETF is simply oh, a vehicle. It right. has nothing to do with being an index. You can buy ETFs like this. You can buy ETFs that are index like. But don't get confused because I think people hear that and they think, aha, that's like an index fund. No, these two are decidedly not, not index, index funds. Fund. And what's hysterical is that you've got two groups of, of professional right. managers. Have completely opposite <laughs> views. Yeah. One's, With completely different feelings. And and by the way, if you really want to look at risk, there's a lot of people. We talked a little bit about this at the beginning of the show. There are a lot of people, the voices are very loud right now that the bond market is about to blew up so if you're if you're buying bonds i know you're getting they've been saying that for I know, years at least three years but if you're buying bonds using borrowed money guess what's going to happen to that portfolio when these type of bonds decrease in value well but Ouch. then if you own the pro shares high yield fund you'll be covered because it won't go down <laughs> that's a good point won't go up either but it won't go it, down it literally cannot go up no it's stuck it, in it, cash it, it cannot go no, up in value period exclamation point i wonder what it's that by the like. way is a clear sign of what investing versus speculating is both of those funds both of those exchange traded funds are speculative they're making bets on yep. which way the market's going. They're making bets that these these uh, these firms will continue to pay their high interest loans, if you will. And investing is not that. And you want some hysterical performance figures? That uh, that one that's in cash. In 2014, they lost 4%. Yeah. In 2015, they lost 10%. Oh. But in 2016, they made 16%. There you go. All, All over, over the board. Yeah. Crazy. Dangerous danger, Will Robinson. Remember that show? No You're more old. singing. Come on. I don't. That was lost in space. Be right back.
Tom and Don are talking real money. Quick break. In addition to our Talking Real Money podcast, we have a few other tools to help you gain a better understanding of the concept of real investing. Of course, there's Real Investing Journal. That's offered in both a free online version and in an inexpensive printed magazine. Explore both those options at realinvestingjournal.com, realinvestingjournal.com. Then we teach classes. We offer most of our live classes in the Seattle area because that's where most of our offices are, but most of you live elsewhere. That's why we're now offering the same classes that Tom and I taught at RetireMeet online right now, free at TalkingRealMoney.com under the video link. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com and then click on the video link. You'll see them right there. Finally, we also manage the wealth or the budding wealth of hundreds of folks like you through our fee-only 100% fiduciary investment advisory firm, Vestory. You'll find our approach is consistent with the message we've been sharing for decades. We always put our clients' needs first. Our fees are among the lowest of any non-robo-advisor and constantly Constant education is one of our core values. Visit Vestry.com for more information on our firm and to take our free no-obligation risk quiz to better understand the level of investment volatility you can tolerate. That's Vestry.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And do not forget, Tom and attorney Richard Gregorick get together on August 29th for an exciting rendition of Retirement Freedom. Learn how to invest for retirement and protect those assets from all those bad things that might happen. And it's a really, really good class, and it's dirt cheap. Just get your tickets right now at TalkingRealMoney.com, TalkingRealMoney.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.